Hello, everyone. It's Jack here with the Ninth Chevron Podcast, where we talk and ramble about pop culture, sci-fi, Hollywood, politics, through the lens of Stargate, in my opinion, the best sci-fi show of the last 25 years. But today, we're not going to be talking about Stargate explicitly, although I will be using an analogy because I'm contractually obligated to make some reference to Stargate throughout these podcasts. That's a joke, by the way. Uh, But we are going to be talking about another series with the word star in it, so there's at least one relation. And this is coming from an article that I read last night, and I tweeted out on my Twitter account, which is Jack2LO'Neal which I hope you can follow me and comment and tell me if I'm wrong or off base or tell me I'm amazing, whichever one. I actually encourage debate, unlike many of the blue-haired people on Twitter. But this article is coming from, uh, it's on MSN, but I think it's coming from Giant Freaking Robot, which it pops up in my Google feed all the time, and uh, it gets me a lot of a lot of content to talk about. But this one says, and it came out yesterday morning, it says, exclusive Starship Troopers reboot in development. Starship Troopers reboot in development. And before I get into my thoughts on here, I just want to share an analogy that immediately came up to mind when I saw this article, and that is Hollywood. Hollywood is just a glorified ghoul. They're a parasite, and what they do is they go around trying to find a host that looks viable and powerful. And they don't discuss things. They don't talk about things. They just say, I'm going to take over your body. I'm going to use you for what I want. And then once you've kind of given it up and are no longer relevant to me, I'm just going to discard you and go find another host. And that's what Hollywood does with franchises. They did it with Star Wars. They did it with Star Trek. They, thank God, haven't done it with Stargate yet. But now they're doing it with Starship Troopers. And there's a reason why I think this is coming up, and they actually spell it out in the article itself. So I'm going to go over the article, but I really want to frame this in uh, three reasons why I think you and I, and I think people naturally who have been burned by Hollywood, should be skeptical of this remake before we have any details, but we should be skeptical of it. And I'll give one outside reason for hope, even though it's going to have an asterisk next to it. So let's go ahead and get started with the first reason why I think we should be highly skeptical of this remake. And it has to do with what Starship Troopers is actually about. If you look at the content, and I'm going to be the first to admit, I have not read the books. Now, I hope you continue to listen because I think the majority of people who would choose to listen or watch a remake of Starship Troopers, they probably haven't read the book either. If Sony, which is the production company, is trying to only appeal to people who have read the book, they're not going to make much money off of this. But there are a lot of people who saw the 97 movie, maybe they saw the sequels, or maybe they saw the 97 movie later after they heard, I think Red Letter Media at one point talked about it, or other or, or other YouTubers talk about how it was just, people didn't understand it at the time, but it was brilliant, hilarious satire, where it was talking about over-the-top propaganda, merging it with all the 90210 stuff of the time. And the reason why I'm skeptical is because of that content. If you look at the book, and from everything I've read about the book, again, not the book itself, it's talking about this future society that is definitely more authoritarian, but it has an interesting, almost like right-wing setup. And what's interesting is that they make it work, and they don't paint it as just, oh, you know, it's Nazis all over again. They make citizenship tied to military service. Uh, and they have other punishments that you know, are around 
kind of right wing or, or more of an authoritarian bent. But it's interesting because when the movie then came out, people were like, why are you glorifying all of this authoritarianism? And I think people first of all missed the fact that uh, Verhoeven was being satirical and he was playing up starship troopers in the authoritarian to kind of do a, a wink, wink, nod, nod. This is clearly over the top and people clearly didn't get it, despite the fact that Verhoeven at the point had made other movies like Robocop, which was about the privatization of the police during the 80s, which was clearly over the top satire. But apparently people, I don't know, were ingesting too much lead or something in the 90s and didn't quite understand it. So the content there would make for a really interesting movie if you had someone like a Verhoeven that was willing to do it over the top satire. But I don't think you have to do it satire. You can play it straight. And we saw this with, um, I have my issues with Man in the High Castle, but I do think that show gave an example of how you can create a world with a straight bad enemy like, you know, the Nazis basically taking over America and the Japanese. And you could do a situation like that and maybe even make the the uh, the enemies or the bad guys or, you know, the the empire kind of almost like not negative, not as negative as the Nazis, but you could play it straight and you can make them interesting. And I think that would make for a very fascinating uh, movie or a very fascinating movie because it gives you a glimpse into a world that's otherworldly, that's more authoritarianism, and that you can make people think by showing them, hey, all these people are authoritarian. We're not going to just say, oh, they're evil and slap you over the face with a giant fish saying, this is evil, this is evil, this is evil, which is about the level of um, subtlety that most people in Hollywood have right now. And you could have a fascinating movie, just like I think Man in the High Castle had some fascinating aspects about it. It did completely ruin it at the end with their whole time travel nonsense, but that could be really interesting. But the problem is, and this goes into point number two of why you should be skeptical, is who's making this? And it's Sony. Now, at, at the top of your head, Sony's made quite a few duds lately. Uh, I think they were the ones that did Ghostbusters. So Sony doesn't have the greatest of track records. But this article talks about something which I think, I think, really illustrates why Sony making it is a bad thing. And if you go to the, I think it's the last paragraph, and I pulled it up right here. It says, if Sony plays it right, a Starship Troopers reboot could be their competition to Disney Star Wars and Paramount Star Trek. We'll just have to see what direction that takes the franchise this time around. That paragraph right there tells you what Sony's mindset is about Starship Troopers if, if this article is revealing that. They're thinking about com competing with Star Wars and Star Trek, which if you wanted to ask the average sci-fi fan... Which two series have been butchered worst in the modern day? I think they would pick Star Wars and Star Trek. So saying, oh, so they're going to make Starship Troopers like those two. I mean, throw Lord of the Rings in there, too. And I think everyone say, oh, God, please don't. Please don't do that. So Sony already doesn't have a great track record. If they want to create this big, big blockbuster sci-fi show using uh, a phrase and a term and a, an IP that people have heard before, it's usually not a good sign for success. And we still have continued to see uh, failure with Star Wars, then Star Trek, now Lord of the Rings. And this gets to the third point, which wraps up those, those last two, which is the world we live in. Now, if you're going back into the 90s when they made this movie, 
this was the fall of uh, the Soviet, uh, the Berlin Wall. Soviet Union had fallen. The U.S. was basically the only superpower around. We were living in pretty much relative peace. This was before 9-11. So the world we lived in was relatively peaceful. And you could write this over-the-top authoritarian uh, satire. And it wasn't referring to anyone. It was just referring to the content of the book. It was outlandish, even though people didn't realize it. But now you're you're making a show a movie about an overtly authoritarian regime. And you're telling me that the world we live in right now, where everyone was painting Trump as this mega fascist, or they were painting Bolsonaro as, you know, Brazilian fascist, or they're painting the, the lady who break, break, broke the glass ceiling in Italy, Maloney, despite the fact that they don't ever acknowledge that part because she has perspectives that the mainstream media disagrees with. They're just ignoring it. They, they, this is the rise of fascism. And even in the article, funny enough, they say this in which, which paragraph is it? It says, I think it's the third from the last one. It says, Starship Troopers is absolutely a story that could support a reboot, particularly in a geopolitical climate grappling with fears of neo-fascism and authoritarianism. And then funny enough, they immediately follow up that paragraph or that sentence with, on the other hand, there is a reason why Starship Troopers has been treated as a straightforward science fiction action story, and it is because it rocks. So simultaneously, they say, hey, you could make this about the current climate, but you could also not because it's still really good if you don't. And that's a pretty good overt way of saying, please, 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 please don't make this about the geopolitical climate, neo-fascism, neo-fascism and authoritarianism. But you know that if they do make it about that, they'll get accolades from all the people who don't matter in Hollywood, but think their their opinion matters, the critics. But if they don't, you're going to have the blue haired crazies on Twitter and elsewhere say you're glorifying authoritarianism, you're glorifying fascism. Essentially, the world we live in necessitates Sony making a show where the underlying content is authoritarianism is going to necessitate them tying it to real world because everything that's culturally relevant has to be tied to the real world or else people are going to you know, go nuts about it. And that's why I don't I think this is destined for failure. I don't know how Sony could have the chops to say with everything going on in the world and the meta narrative throughout the media about authoritarianism, how they could make an authoritarianism based IP that isn't wink, wink, nodding about MAGAistas and MAGAites and um, how terrible these the military, the military would be in this this uh, underlying IP. So. The content, who's making it, the world we live in, like this is the worst time to be taking Starship Troopers and saying, hey, let's let's remake this. Um, and I guess a fourth point, too, I wasn't even going to include this, but I think a fourth point is, do you have any faith in the people in Hollywood today being able to produce a competent, over-the-top, or satirical script like Verhoeven did? I can't think of one. I don't think one person could. You have a handful of competent directors that can do visually stunning sh- movies like Dune. Uh, Villanueva is a great example of that, but he's not a satire person. I-, I can't think of someone who does satire, and that's because the left hates satire. The left looks at satire and thinks, well, this, you, you can't make fun of this stuff. The world is a serious place. We have to constantly call out things that are bad. And if you don't call out it's bad, you're just implicitly saying it's good. So the existence of an authoritarian IP, it has to be pointed out as bad or else it's an implicit endorsement of it. 
And that's where I think we're going to land with Starship Troopers. Because even though the outside reason of hope that I said I would promise that I would provide one is the fact that Lord of the Rings is getting demolished right now. And no matter how much Amazon is lying about their numbers, people are not liking it. You can see the critics reviews or the, the audience reviews that they're trying to suppress. You can see the ratings. If you're a studio looking at Amazon from the outside, there's no way you can see Lord of the Rings and say, oh, this is going swimmingly and a great success and awesome. And with the continued degradation in the returns for the Star Wars franchise and Star Trek has sadly been the opposite where somehow they keep making this and they must be making some money or pretending like they're making money. You know, most of these franchises aren't doing well. So the outside reason for hope is if you're Sony and you're late to the game on these different kind of franchises and you're thinking Starship Troopers might be that one, if you're smart, you can say, let's play this straight. Let's not be so overt about politics. And maybe we can win some of these disaffected fans that are craving an older IP to have a faithful remake. I still don't think that's going to happen. I think we need to see some really big failures and we need to, we need, we need the media to cover that level of failure. And that's the only problem I have with Lord of the Rings is that this production for a new Starship Troopers movie is happening before that media is really going to ramp up their discussion about the failure of Lord of the Rings. And that may not happen for a couple of years since apparently they're supposed to be making, oh boy, I think they said five seasons they're dedicated to Lord of the Rings. So if we have to go through five seasons before we finally can learn of the failure of Lord of the Rings from the inside, then Starship Troopers is doomed. There's no way that they're going to uh, uh, go in a different direction because Hollywood hates going in a different direction. They're they're big. They're actually conservative when it comes to their production because they don't want to do something crazy and rock the boat. They just want to listen to all of their crazies in the studios itself. So I have no faith in this Starship Troopers remake. I'm happy to be proven wrong. And when this comes out, I have every intention of watching it. And at some point, if I can get some time, I would love to read the underlying material in the book. But no matter what, if you reference the movie from Verhoeven, I think that gives you plenty to go on and plenty to say, this is a great movie. The satire is great. There's so many memes that came out of it, which I think is indicative of of it being a cultural show, a cultural movement. And I just I have no faith that Sony's going to pull that off. So I'd be encouraged to hear what you say. I already tweeted this out, and apparently people are very upset over this, given the number of likes that I've seen. And a lot of the comments, most of them are overwhelmingly skeptical like I am. But if there's an outside ray of hope, if we start to see some changes, I'm more than happy to hear those. And I would love to hear them. Uh, from you guys on Twitter. So go find me at Jack2LOneal, and I would love to talk about this more. So with that, signing off, take care. Hope you're all doing well and stay safe.